This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. If you have ever been personally betrayed by someone you trusted and shared your most intimate thoughts with, forgiving and forgetting that betrayal can sometimes be a difficult thing to do. Our human nature just hates doing that. In addition, true forgiveness, if done God's way, cannot be merely a feeling, but rather a conscious decision based on God's Word to act in forgiveness of others in an unconditional way in which anger can have no place. Of course, the enemy loves anger and the hardened heart it lives in, its fertile soil for making the believer ineffective for God. Is it any wonder the Bible warns that whoever holds on to anger is a fool? In this series, The Amazing Power of Forgiving, Forgetting, and Letting Go, listen carefully as Jesus teaches about the devastating consequences of unforgiveness, how to overcome it, and why all Christians cannot afford not to forgive, not to forget, and not to just let go. The title of this message, for those of you that are just plugging in, is simply this, Forgive, Forget, and Let It Go. Say it with me. Forgive, forget, and let it go. Now let's do it in Pastor Ray, New York style. Forget about it. There you go. We've got to learn how to forget about it. Because unforgiveness that is unresolved or undealt with in our lives has deadly consequences to our growth, our progress, our development as believers, as Christians. You know, one of the things that I've learned about forgiveness is that forgiveness is not an option to a Christian. If, you, if you're a believer, forgiveness is not an option. Forgiveness is a command from God. So no matter what people would do or have ever done, no matter what it is that we've been through, no matter how many times we've been assaulted, you know, and insulted and so on and so forth, we are always called to offer forgiveness to those who have done those things to us. It's amazing to me how many believers that I've encountered in my years of ministry, and that's a lot now. I'm not a beginner. I've been in this a long time. I've counseled and sat and talked to and ministered to multiple thousands of people all of these 30-plus years in ministry. And it amazes me how many people really deal with unforgiveness in their heart. A lot of times what we do is we bury it um, and thinking that we've resolved it, but we haven't resolved it. It's still an issue that plagues us. If you're going to walk peacefully, if you're going to walk powerfully, if you're going to walk in the blessings of God to the level and the degree that God would have you to walk, you're going to have to learn how to offer forgiveness and deal with any unforgiveness in your life and in your heart. Many, many of you here today, you may have or you know, be carrying with you unforgiveness as a result of a bad relationship, could have been a bad marriage, or a husband that you know did terrible things to you, or a family member that's 
hurt you in some way or another Christian that's done something to you. But no matter what it is, we must always find forgiveness in our heart towards those who have done these things to us. Because I found, as I've studied Scripture and as I've experienced these things in my life, I found that holding on to unforgiveness can cause me so much more trouble than, uh, than just really learning how to forgive people. You know, one of the things that I learned about unforgiveness, and this is pretty interesting, but think of it this way. Do you realize that the unforgiveness that you might have towards somebody does absolutely nothing to them? The unforgiveness that you have does not do anything to the person to whom it is directed. The only person that stands in the place of being hurt or being devastated is you. Unforgiveness doesn't hurt the other person. Unforgiveness only hurts the person who has the unforgiveness. So as we look at it from that perspective and we look at our lives, forgiveness is something that we need to cultivate, we need to develop, and we need to offer in every given situation. Some of you are sitting here, I can tell already, just in the spirits like that. Well, you don't know what I went through, and you don't know what they did to me. And See, I don't have to know. Um, God knows already, but he yet commands us to offer forgiveness no matter what the offense, no matter what the situation is. Like I said, if you're going to walk in the best, then every single one of us have been created by God to prosper, to abound, to walk in the blessings of God, to walk in the best that God has, in happiness, in peace, because prosperity doesn't only talk about money, it talks about peace, it talks about satisfaction, it means protection, it means deliverance. It has so many other words that are connected to that one word, prosperity. And Jesus wants us to walk in all of it. The Bible clearly says that he came, that we might have life, and that we might have it more abundantly. But if you're going to walk in that abundant life, then you're going to have to learn how to walk in forgiveness because unforgiveness is the one thing or one of the few things that can really seriously destroy your prosperity or your future blessing. So, uh, so forgiveness and dealing with unforgiveness is really a very serious and very important thing for us as believers. So today what I want to do is we're going to go over to Ephesians first and let's, um, let's look at verse 20, let's start in verse 22 and then we'll get over to verse 20. I'm sorry, verse 25. Let's go to verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, let each of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Now, I want to key in on this next, next two verses. Verse 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. All right. So the Bible is telling us, be angry but do not sin. When does anger, because the very first question that, that I, I comes to my mind is, if it, it, when does anger become sin? He says, be angry, but do not sin. So when does anger actually become sin? Anger becomes sin when anger holds on in your heart and stays in your heart and takes you to the place of unforgiveness. That's when anger becomes a sin in our life. So, see, and then it goes on to say, and I like the second part, it says, um, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. So in other words, in the context of a day, we should never end our day um, with some, something that we have against somebody else. Often this happens in marriage. Can we just talk about marriage? How many married people do we have here? I right, put your hands down. How many happily married people do we have here? 
What happened to all the hands? Anyway. Nobody's looking. I'm the only one that's looking. But anyway. But this happens in marriage quite often. Because you have a, an argument. You have a disagreement. And what happens? What happens is that you don't settle that before the day is up. And the Bible says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Notice what it says after that. It says, lest you give the devil a foothold. Lest you open up the door for the enemy to come into your marriage, your relationship, and start the destruction process. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go to... See, you should never go to bed angry or with anger in your heart towards anyone. And especially towards your spouse or your children or, or a relative, uh, you know, as far as relationships that are of great importance to you. He says, be angry and do not sin. In other words, listen, we're human. People are going to do stuff that's going to tick us off. People have done stuff for me. Listen, my feet hit the ground just like yours. People have done stuff to me, and when they've done it, my first impression is I want to choke them. <laughs> Why would you do that? You see, anger is a very normal human response to those things that would be offensive or hurtful or, or hurting in some way. But the Bible says, be angry. It's okay to have that initial you know, outburst of anger or, or, or reaction of anger. But don't let your anger get over to sin. When does it become sin? It becomes sin when it gets over to unforgiveness. And I've seen people just bound up by unforgiveness in their lives. Now listen, I understand I'm as human as you. Forgiveness is not always easy to give. So what did we learn in our last two sessions about forgiveness? Forgiveness, listen, this is a PowerPoint, write this down. Forgiveness is not a feeling. All right, let me say it again. Some of you didn't get it. Forgiveness is not a feeling. Forgiveness is an act of my will in obedience and response to the word of God, which should be the authority in your life. Just because you don't have the feeling of forgiveness doesn't mean that you can't start the process of forgiveness by faith. We've learned to use our faith to you know, pay our bills and get the things that we want and need and desire. But we need to learn to use our faith for forgiveness. You start it by an act of a confession. You say, Father, this is what they've done. I feel lousy about it, but I purpose in my heart to offer forgiveness to this person or to these persons. You start the act of forgiveness. Now, this is the interesting thing. Now, now listen to this because it's another PowerPoint. Unforgiveness is usually the result of unresolved anger. There's an anger issue somewhere in your life that's thrown up this reaction or response of unforgiveness. Anger, see, and, and, and what happens, and now, now this, is, this is the interesting thing about it, unresolved anger, which brings you to unforgiveness, unresolved anger, ultimately will cause you to have a hardened heart. That's why the Bible says, do not be angry, do not sin, do not let the sun go down on your anger lest you give the devil a foothold. The devil loves hardened hearts. Listen to me. The devil loves hardened hearts. When your heart gets hardened, you become an open door for the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in your life and do whatever he wants. That's why it says, don't leave unresolved anger unresolved. Resolve it even before the sun goes down because by not doing so, you open yourself up for an attack of the enemy upon your life, your family, 
your future, your blessings, and anything else that you treasure that has come from the hand of God. This is why unforgiveness is absolutely devastating to the Christian. It's devastating to everybody, but more so to the believer because we are so forgiven ourselves. And when we withhold forgiveness from somebody else, it's like slapping God in the face. Say, your forgiveness is good enough for me, but I don't have enough forgiveness in myself to give to somebody else. So don't let the sun go down on your anger, you know, lest you give the devil that place in your life. So, so we understand that unresolved anger causes that hardened heart. So with that, let's go over to Mark's Gospel, chapter 4. Now, many of us who have studied the Word and are students of the Word, we understand that this portion of Scripture in Mark's Gospel, Jesus addresses four conditions of man's heart. He talks about, he uses the the analogy of soil and seed, but what he is talking about is man's heart. And he's talking about the Word of God being sown in these four different types or conditions of man's heart. And it's so interesting that the first one he says this in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 14. He says, the sower sows the word. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan comes in immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, it's interesting because some years ago, I got very interested in this particular portion of the scripture and really began a very deep study on these particular verses formulated a whole series of messages on these particular verses. This wayside is, is a very interesting word. He says, this, so, this seed was sown on the wayside, and it said, the devil came in immediately and took away the seed. Now, the wayside is a path that is made through the woods or through the edge of a woods from people walking on it. Now, when I was a kid, we used to play in the woods. In my neighborhood, we had some woods. And we had our own pathways. There would be lush vegetation all around the pathway, but the path itself, nothing could grow or would grow because it was hard and compacted dirt. Jesus is identifying the wayside as the condition, one of the conditions of man's heart. Unresolved anger and unforgiveness will bring you to the place of a hardened heart. And according to what we just read in Ephesians chapter 4 and what we're reading in Mark chapter 4, he says... The seed is sown, and immediately the devil comes in and snatches away the good blessing that God is trying to bring into your life. You cannot exist as a believer with a hardened heart and think that you're going to produce wonderful things uh, with God or for God or from the Word of God in your life. For sure, when when you have unresolved anger in your life and you persist and it gets on over to unforgiveness in your life, what happens is that your heart gets hard. Now, now, let me say it to you this way. Listen to this. If you do not start the forgiveness process at the onset of an offense, a hurt, a disappointment, whatever, you actually start the process of hardening your heart. That's how people end up hating people. That's how people end up, you know, with a, with a whole head of steam against somebody, you see. So if if you don't, at the onset of an unforgiveness, begin 
or, or an insult or an offense, start the process of forgiveness, you're actually starting the process of hardening your, hardening your heart. And the ultimate result is that nothing, nothing good's going to come out. Nothing can grow in your life. And the devil, you open up the door for the devil to come in and to cheat and to steal and to take away whatever he wants from your life. The devil loves a hardened heart. He loves someone who has a hardened heart because he will give you so much trouble because of it. So we learn from this that it is so important for us to keep ourselves constantly in that place where we're not letting anger get us over into the area of sin. We're not going to let the sun go down. We're going to deal with it. We're not going to get a hardened heart because a hardened heart can cause you so much trouble. So unresolved anger brings us to this place of a hardened heart. You open up the door for the devil. Let me give you, um, let me give you this in, in um, the other verse we were looking at, which would be Proverbs chapter 4 and 23. Very powerful verse. It says this in Proverbs 4 23. He says, now I'm reading this out of the New Living Translation. You may be reading it out of the King James or New King James. He says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the very course of your life. Do you see, do you see why it's so important for us to keep our heart pliable and soft and push out the angers and the unforgivenesses in our life? Because by messing up our heart, we mess up our whole entire future. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the very course and direction of your life. It all begins with your heart. Everything that comes out of your life comes from your heart. That's why it's so important for us to fight with everything we have to guard our heart. See, I can't, I don't have the time of day or the time in my life to deal with the the stuff that people have done to me or said about me. When I came into ministry so many years ago, I thought everyone was just going to love me. Because I thought, well, gee, all I ever wanted to do and whatever I had in my heart to do was just to help people. I never went into ministry to make people's lives miserable. As a matter of fact, if I'm making your life miserable, then you shouldn't be here. And I'm not leaving. So, you know, I was here first. So... So, but I never, I never intended on making people's lives miserable, but over the course of time, it's amazing the stuff that people have said about me and done to me and tried to malign me and, and you know, hurt my ministry and say hurtful things. And, and man, you know, when, when that happens, I have to make that decision in my life. You see, I, I've got too much at stake. I can't get insulted and get so angry and, and let unforgiveness grip my heart because I put everything that God has done in my life at risk. I risk opening the door for the enemy to come in and just wreak havoc in my life. So I've had to learn, you know, along the way, you got to just deal with the stuff that people throw at you. You got to deal with, you know, somebody's got to wave a white flag. Even in marriage, you know, it's like, you know, you have two hard-headed uh, you know, people, you have a hard-headed wife and a hard-headed husband, they bah, 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 and, and they wonder why their lives aren't blessed, they're not prospering, nothing's, nothing good is happening, you, you, you know, I mean, their marriage is a mess, because nobody is willing to just be forgiving and wave the white flag and start the process, you know, call a truce, man, some of you got to call a truce, you got to call a truce, you got to say, that's enough, We're gonna, there's going to be peace in this house, and, and, you know, can I just give a word to the gentleman? 
Suck it up, big boy. <laughs> when you're wrong, you're wrong. Don't try to be right when you're wrong. When you're wrong, you're wrong. Wrong is wrong, wrong. Right? Suck it up. Man, if you're really the man of the house, you'll be the first one to wave the white flag. We are not going to have, we're not going to let the sun go down on our anger. Now, wait, let me talk to the ladies for a minute. Don't you pick your bad self up and run out of the house or go pout in your bedroom with the door closed and the pillow over your head? Are you kidding me? And, and perpetuate that anger and get that hardened heart and get that stronghold set in your life? Man, you gotta, you gotta do something. You gotta humble yourself, girl. You're a big girl now. This isn't daddy that you're, you're dealing with. This is your husband. I just, just saying. Just saying. But it's the truth. You say, well, Pastor, you're not married. What do you know? I got more experience in marriage than all of you put together. Say, <laughs> so how's that? I've been dealing with you suckers for 35 years. Are you kidding me? I could teach you something even though I don't have the experience firsthand. I got so much understanding and knowledge about it. And to top it off, I've got an anointing from God. But you see, you can't, let, you can't let things perpetuate like that. You've got to deal with it. You've got to deal with it. You can't let, let you know, anger or disagreement, you know. You've you, you got to face it off because if you don't, you start the process of hardening your heart. And then what happens? Then it's like you get to a point sometimes, a point of no return. How are you going to fix this relationship if it's a marriage? How are you going to fix this marriage? How are you going to fix this relationship between brother and sister or uncles and aunts and... It's amazing to me how many families fight and feud and argue and get all these offenses against each other. Brothers aren't talking to sisters and sisters aren't talking to sisters and, and, and all nieces and nephews. Everybody's all angry with everybody. Don't you understand this is the work of the devil? He's trying to get you over to the place of anger that's, that's, that, that brings you to the place of sin, which is unforgiveness that locks itself into your life and hardens your heart to the point where God can't even get in where nothing good can come out. Listen, let me tell you what. If you're, going to be a, if you're going to be a strong believer and really walk in the things of God and really produce, I don't bet you, but I'm about producing. I'm about benefits. I'm about seeing fruit in my life. If you're going to do that, you're going to have to have thick skin. Some of you are just too darn sensitive. Can I just be truthful? Can I just tell you the truth? Let's just be I, Let's talk. Can we just talk? I would say he can't even look at you the wrong way. <laughs> Freaking out. You're looking for an argument. You're looking to get, you're looking for an occasion to get offended. You know what that proves? Your heart is hardened. Your heart is hardened because of unresolved anger, which has brought you to some place of unforgiveness in your life. And as a result, now you are touchy. Because people that have hardened hearts, touchy. What is that about? Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com. Thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of God-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the Word of God and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come, God's Word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors.